Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to A Red and Green Family Christmas, a message from Pastor Azzalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. just a few minutes tonight to the book of Luke chapter 2 and we're going to read the Christmas story and then I just have a short thought I want to share with you tonight before we get into our festivities that we have planned. Luke chapter 2 and we are going to begin reading with verse 1 and you can remain seated. I have kind of a lengthy reading tonight. How many of you keep it as a tradition that you read through the Christmas story every year? couple of you. Awesome. Awesome. Such an important thing to do. Um, Something that we started doing, I don't know, at least over 10 years ago on Christmas morning, our family began reading this story of Christmas and just keeping Christ right at the center of our celebration. It's such an important thing to do. Uh, It's easy to get caught up in all the busyness and the hustle and bustle that comes with this season. Uh, But I have found that the more you focus on keeping Jesus right in the middle of what you are doing, the more you're able to enjoy and not be overcome by the commercialization of Christmas. You know, Christmas spirit is not just giving and receiving, but really Christmas spirit is staying connected to why we're all here tonight. That's the best way to keep Christmas spirit. Amen. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. If you have it, say amen. Amen. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Nobody say amen. (laughs) And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So here we have this young couple going to pay their taxes, already a burdensome chore, but Mary is also far along in her pregnancy. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse eight, and there there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. I've always thought this was so profound and it's just such an important little hidden principle here that God blesses you when you're just doing what you're supposed to do. When you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, God shows up at those times and in those situations. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And I'll just give you a little sneak preview today for our uh, 
Christmas Eve service coming up this Sunday, I'm going to be speaking to you about great joy. And we'll be reading that verse again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I want you to think about that for just a moment. These shepherds who were doing what they were supposed to do, they got something that you and I have never had and will not have until we reach the other side of glory. They got a little taste of heaven out in the field that night because when we are raptured to be with him, we are going to have the same experience that they had that night with angels all gathered around. We will praise the Lord together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they came with, hey, excuse me, let us now go on to Beth. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Just another beautiful principle tucked away right here in these few verses that we just read. The Lord gave them just a truth to begin with, something to start with, but they had to pursue him if they were going to know and experience more. Let me tell you something. When you are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with his spirit, that's just a beginning point. But as you seek after him and pursue him, there will be much more for you to discover and experience. Amen. So many beautiful principles laid out here in the story of Jesus. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Praise God. Let me tell you something. When God gives you something to pursue, go after it. And you will have the same testimony as those shepherds. You will say to others, it is what the Lord said it is. It happened just the way he said that it would happen. Amen. And when the eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Praise God. Are you thankful for the beautiful Christmas story, which is not just a fable? It's not just an archaic story that we tell, but it's something that we live and breathe even today. Amen? Amen. I want to talk to you out of this text for just a few minutes about a red and green Christmas. Through these word, though these words were penned that we read here in Luke chapter 2 more than 2,000 years ago, 
The significance of this story plays out in our lives and in the lives of all believers every day. Without these 21 verses that define the reality of the born-again believer, you and I would have no hope. Mm. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Mm. Let me tell you something here today. My hope is not to make more money. It's not to live a life that is comfortable or successful or to pursue happiness. But Jesus is my hope. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 21 makes hope possible for you and me. That's it. Jesus is my hope. Praise God. You know, this world puts up a lot of substitutes and would cause you to believe if I could pursue this, if I could attain that, if I could go here, be there, or be with them, then I would have hope. But I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter what the condition or circumstance is in your life today. If you have Jesus, you have hope. Amen. For every struggle, Jesus is my hope. For every need, Jesus is my hope. Hallelujah. For every good or bad, happy or sad situation, Jesus is my hope. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. You know, I got a text message on the way here from our sweet sister Joyce. She sent me a picture of her car. She was in a car accident this evening right before church. But I talked to her on the phone, and she was in good spirits. Even standing there on the side of the busy road, I could hear traffic. But she had joy in her heart. You know why? Because Jesus is her hope. That's why. That's why. Her situation isn't good tonight, but her spirit was not down and deflated because Jesus is her hope. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1, verses 8 through 10 read, And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. This, uh, this uh, passage of Scripture here is talking about Zacharias. This is one chapter before the story of Jesus, and I just want to pull one thing out of this text here. Zacharias was the father of John the Baptist. And he was a priest in the temple of the Lord. And the Bible says he was executing the office. What that means is he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was offering up incense in the house of the Lord. For us today, that would be like praise and worship. The Bible, the, the psalmist David talks about our praise and our worship being a sweet-smelling savor in the nostrils of God. They would burn incense in the house of God day and night. And while he was burning incense in the temple, the Bible says that the people were praying without. Outside of the temple, there were multitudes of people praying. I want you to just hold that thought. I think it's profound that the Bible would mention that in chapter 1, the priest was within and the multitude was without. What powerful imagery as a 
precursor to the miracle God was getting ready to perform in the following chapter. In chapter 1 of Luke, the people, look around, say, that's us, had restricted and prohibitive access to the temple to deal with their issues. But one chapter later, because of a miracle named Jesus, access to his presence and to his forgiveness was getting ready to change forever. Forever. Ah, hallelujah. That little baby Jesus that we celebrate this time of year grew up to be a man. He walked this earth for 33 years until the time of his crucifixion. After a powerful three and a half year ministry of preaching, teaching, leading, training, discipling, healing, and miracles, Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, shed his blood for the sins of all mankind. Tonight, we are celebrating a red and green Christmas, and I'll tell you why. Because O Little Town of Bethlehem is not just a Christmas carol that we sing, but it's the greatest thing that ever happened to you and me. That little baby Jesus robed himself in flesh and came to this earth for the express purpose to shed his red blood so that you and I could have access to him. The red is for the blood and the green is for the access that has been granted to you and me forever. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Nobody can keep you from hope today. Nobody, ah, hallelujah. You don't have to pray outside this evening because it's a red and green Christmas. You don't have to purchase a sacrifice and bring it into the temple because his blood gave you access today. There are not multitudes outside. The multitude is inside and we have access to his presence today. These doors are open to whosoever will. The Bible says if any man, if any man thirst let him come I'll tell you why any man can come and not just the high priest because it's a red and green Christmas that's why because he came wrapped himself in flesh shed his blood so that you and I could walk in here on a Wednesday night and feel his presence here in Ironton, Ohio at Greater Faith Apostolic Church his blood gave us access tonight mm. ah, because of the red there is green because of the blood we can enter into his presence today I want to close tonight this thought with these verses in Hebrews chapter 4 beginning with verse, verse 14 seeing then that we have a great high priest that's Jesus that is passed into the heavens Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched.
touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Let me tell you right now, Sister Burden, God knows every time you suffer, every time you got pain in your body, every time you're weary, Brother Brandon, he's touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He can't, ah, hallelujah. We have a high priest named Jesus, and he's given us access. Uh, but was in all points tempted uh, like as we are. He knows uh, the struggles that you face, yet without uh, sin. Uh, he had spotless, uh, perfect, uh, blameless blood that he shed uh, so that we could have access. Uh, let us therefore come uh, boldly under the throne of grace uh, that we may obtain mercy uh, and find grace uh, to find help uh, in the time of need. What are you saying, Pastor Vinny? Uh, I'm here to tell you tonight, uh, it doesn't matter what you went through today. It uh, doesn't matter if you dropped the ball, uh, if you sinned, uh, if you messed up, uh, or anything else that's going on in your life. Uh, you can walk in those doors any day of the week uh, and say, Jesus, uh, I need you today. I need you today, Jesus. As a matter of fact, if those doors are locked, you don't even need the building. All you need to do is lift your voice and say, Jesus, Jesus, and he will show up right where you are. You can come boldly before the throne of grace because it's a red and green Christmas. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Friend of mine, there is still a high priest and his name is Jesus. And he has given you access to come before him with whatever you need. You can come boldly even tonight before the throne of grace. You can come boldly to your hope today. Amen. And that is what we are celebrating when we celebrate Christmas. Christmas is not just tinsel and wrapping, and lights, and credit card bills. Hallelujah. No, Christmas is access to the one that can give you hope. It is access to hope that you did not have before, but his blood made a way. Are you thankful for it today? Are you thankful for it today? Hallelujah. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.